Hey guys, Evan from Jimaware. We're really happy to be supporting Coach Demayo's podcast series once again. For those that don't know, our main product is Jimaware. It's the gold standard for measuring performance and implementing velocity-based training in the weight room. It excels in busy team training environments, and for many coaches, it's the Swiss Army knife of their toolkit. The Jimaware is used for athlete profiling, jump testing, fatigue monitoring, and for listing within velocity zones. The system provides real-time feedback on individual targets, plus it's got an impressive range of leaderboards. Now, for those that are after a VBT device that's affordable, for the individual and for smaller groups, we recently released our new laser-based product, Flex. Importantly, it's been independently validated and proven to be both accurate and reliable. So if you're interested in either product, or you wanna learn more about the velocity-based training and how it can help you as a coach, Check out our website or contact us directly. So in the meantime, we trust you enjoy the Coach Demayo's podcast, Outside the Rack. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some fantastic practitioners that are always searching for more. But more what? What are strength and conditioning coaches searching for to better their ability to prepare their athletes? Well, what about cutting edge information? Or a place where you can find different opinions from forward-thinking coaches on what you're doing, how you're doing, and try to get feedback to be better for your athletes? Or what about a place where you'll find like-minded coaches that can provide solid coaching advice and career development for you as you progress through your career as a strength and conditioning professional? Well, this is exactly why we built the Strength Coach Network. You'll have access to exclusive monthly content on top of the sensationally active forum that we have where you can communicate with coaches all over the world to find those answers that you're looking for to help you be a better practitioner for your athletes. So make sure you hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 64th episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of Gymware. In this show, we're just going to try to dive a little deeper into the minds of the top practitioners in the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by the performance trainer at AFC Ajax and the three-on-three Dutch men's basketball team, Yuri Pegel. Yuri, thanks for being with us today, brother. Thanks for having me on, Jay. Yeah, man. Always great to catch up. Always great to rap. Glad we could, you know, catch up here in this crazy time before basketball season starts rolling in this crazy year that we're living in right now. But before we get too far into it, man, who is Yuri? Yeah, I'm, uh, like you said, I work as a uh, performance trainer at Ajax. So that's a, a soccer club here in Amsterdam. For those who know, no. Um, I work as an assistant at the first team and then I lead the under 23s. Uh, besides that, I also work with the uh, three-on-three national basketball team here in Holland. Um, so I'm kind of splitting my time primarily between football or soccer and basketball. Uh, my background primarily is basketball. From there, I evolved into basketball, a little bit of fighting, uh, a couple pro fighters. And then since the previous season, which got shortened because of the, the coronavirus, uh, I started working in, in football. So uh, my background is actually in business transition to sport um it's it's been one whirlwind of uh, of experiences of the past i want to say three four years now but it's been it's been fantastic yeah i really hope that if you're listening to this you know who ix is because 
if you didn't watch the talk in the summer, you know I'm a huge fan. Like the scarf, the jerseys, like the whole nine yards. So, yeah, like I don't know what you're sleeping on. I don't care where you're from. We're gonna we're gonna have to make sure you get a you get a nice signed jersey uh, by the time the Steve plays comes back on again. Bro, that would be rad. Yeah, that would be rad. I mean, it's just a great young club that develops great players, and I think that one of the things that's always separated, uh, you know, Ajax and then the whole idea of the KMVB is the idea of the total player, the idea of total football, and the idea of it's not just like you're not just a keeper, you know, like when Vandersar was in between the pipes back in the day, all the way back then, you know, where it wasn't you were a back, you were a back who could handle the ball and distribute and can go forward. That also fits in with preparation with the young guys too, you know, and how important that is. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's, that's, I think, one of the most fantastic aspects about working for this club specifically um, is the fact that for such a big team, it's very much forward thinking compared to some of the other teams. Um, maybe that's also because of budget comparatively to the, the teams that we compete with at the Champions League level. Our budget is much, much lower. So you have to find other ways to still compete. Um, and player development has definitely been one of the, the strongest suits. So I've had a lot of freedom in, in what I've uh, been allowed to do and been able to do with the players. So that's, that's just been fantastic, especially being introduced to working in, in football. That's been fantastic. Yeah, man. And as a guy who's worked his way through one of the top clubs in Europe to be able to work with the first side, a guy who works with an international team, a guy who's worked with high-level fighters, and a dude who started out in a completely different aspect of the entire world, this first question has got me fired up. If you could, Yuri, describe a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career. It's... You know, I, I, I thought about this a little bit um, and there's not really one moment that I could ever pick out. I mean, I want to say the moment I realized where it was important for me to follow my passion. Um, like I said, I started my education in business, went to the University of Amsterdam. That was what I thought was going to be my career path. I already always realized that sports were my true passion, but I never thought I could make it into a worthwhile career at that age. So I just went into business. Um, reason being, sports performance here really isn't that big. Uh, considering soccer, for instance, it's all about technical and tactical development much more than it is physical. So when I went to college, I didn't really think or deem of it as, as anything that was doable for me. So I went to business um, until halfway through my undergrad. I was like, nope, uh, F this. I, I got to gotta follow my, my passion. So I, I'd say that's probably the big thing for me is to invest in what makes you want to get up in the morning um, and not have to dread to go to work. Like I don't look forward to weekends or I don't look forward to holidays because I'm happy day in, day out doing what I love to do. Um, but also for me, on the other hand, this is what I was thinking about is um, learning situations to me are every time I realize I don't know shit. I've... Uh, um, the, the, the times when I'm being confronted with situations where I don't know the answer uh, or I don't know what to do, or especially if I think I had an answer and then it turns out I was totally wrong in the wrong, that's when I realize I, I learned the most from. And it's super confrontational at the time, 
right? So for instance, that's, you know, when I thought Olympic weightlifting would be the way to go until I realized how much time I had to spend on technical aspects or mobility aspects, which then didn't really transfer uh, to performance in sport. Or when I thought that strength would transfer to explosive movements until the end of time, um, that of course hit me upside the head pretty hard. When I thought that general conditioning means would have huge transfer to sports specific conditioning means. So thinking that um, bike work would transfer all the way to basketball court specific conditioning. Those are just random moments where I realized thinking I had the answers to a problem. I had the solutions. Turned out I didn't um, because I reviewed what was happening and I noticed I was wrong. And when that happens, that's when I really have to look in the mirror. And those have always been the biggest learning situations for me. So I'm, I'm always happy when I'm confronted with something that I'm, I'm basically garbage at. Yeah, and I think that it's hard early on because unfortunately, whether it's how we're wired or what we're deep down kind of afraid of in the end of it, we all think we have the answers early on and then we find out probably don't. We just have more questions. Facts, big facts. Speaking of which, that's a great tie into the second question, my man. Because you are an inquisitive dude. You're, you're a person that's not afraid, not just to question the status quo, but question yourself. And we've had a lot of conversations about, you know, what is and isn't and progressions and regressions and, and the what's, why's and how's to all of those things that typically get us both to kind of bounce our heads in, in different directions. And, and you're not afraid to hunt them down, you know, when, when you do have those moments. So this, this is going to be, this is good. I'm, I'm stoked for this. If Yuri could ask one question and he knows he is going to get the answer, what would that question be and why? What's the damn purpose of life? <laughs> that would be the biggest one. Um, no, I, to me, you know, I, th I think from a competitive standpoint, a competitive advantage being in the field that we're in, um, it's important to distinguish yourself. It'd be nice to know where the industry is going in the future so that we know what we should be investing our own time into to make sure that we're actually performing at the highest possible level once we get there. But to me, if I were to ask one question, I'd get the answer is how to ask better questions. It's like, I'm always good. Like you said, I'm always constantly trying to, to find stuff out. I'm always questioning everything, um, mostly myself and what I do. But if you know how to ask the better questions, that'd be fantastic. Because whenever I think I found an answer uh, in the past, it has always just led to, like I said, way more questions. I think that that's, that's the basics. And that's also the fun of it. Having all the answers will be really boring. And it's a continuous search of just trying to find out what works optimally within a given situation. So if I could have one thing, I, I one answer uh, to a question be like, what question should I be asking myself? Or like the top 10 questions I should be asking. That's the answer I want. Yeah, man, hundred percent. I think that the ability to ask a better question is going to lead to a lot of better answers. And that kind of brings me back. And it's, it's funny. It seems like every one of these or every third one of these, Charlie's name comes up, but it comes back to what he said in 2019. And that was simply like, we need to get to the point where it's not that we're looking for answers anymore. It's that we're looking for the questions that we didn't know we had. And, yeah. and that's so important. And I think that being able to ask a better question would lead to so many better questions that 
the answers that we were looking for prior would probably seem pretty darn mundane. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. But listen, man, as a guy who's out there freaking all over the place, training, putting out great content, contributing to the blog here at CVASPS, uh, about to be on the Strength Coach Network. I don't know if I can release that or not, but uh, whoops. Sorry, Kay. Um, it's out. And it's on the internet, so it'll never come back. But anyway, like, you're a dude that does a lot. You're a dude that contributes a lot. I mean, it's getting, for an old gray-haired, you know, like me, it's late over there. Um, so what's your escape, though, dude? Like, what brings Yuri back to neutral? Well, like I said, I, I don't really look forward to, to weekends or uh, to, to holidays, vacations, because I don't really feel like I, uh, on a broader scale, really need them. I feel like I get a lot of passion and energy for my work. And we've, we've spoken about this a little bit. It's about how we're not the most balanced people. We actually like, you know, putting our heads down and just getting to work. I'm definitely that way. So one thing I would consider is I'm a constant, I'm constantly thinking. Like my mind really doesn't shut up and sometimes you want it to shut up. So if I want to, um, I'll try, I'll try to turn it off and that'll make me happy. You know, just be in the moment, uh, be where my feet are. So for me, in order to do that, it's, it's really whack, but then I go play sports. <laughs> it's like, I love playing basketball or throwing a football around with buddies, um, hitting the weight room here and there. That's, that stuff to me is an escape um, because I do that for fun. Like I, I got into this because I really, really enjoyed training and playing sports. And that's, that's where my passion comes from. So that's truly an escape to me. Um, if not, if, if, if my body needs a rest, then it's probably going to be reading a book, uh, going for a walk. If that's considered rest, um, might go for some sneaker hunting. You know, there's, there's no SNC in basketball that doesn't like sneakers. That's a fact. Um, so that, that's probably going to be it. But the big thing for me is just being able to turn off my head from all the thinking, constantly contemplating things that that's most important to me. So whatever I, whatever I do for that really doesn't matter too much. No, man, I dig it. I think that that's really the hardest part, right? Is as kind of two people that work best with deadlines where they're actually close and where you don't have a lot of time in between things and you're running nuts trying to get stuff done. Like, when the eventual time comes where it's time to turn it off, it's typically hard and you almost need to set yourself in a position where you can't do anything else for your own safety, right? Like, or at least your emotional safety, right? Like if you're on the court and you're just like zoned out thinking about something else and all of a sudden you get punched on, like nobody, nobody wants to deal with that shit. <laughs> no, but. no I, I agree there. It's, it's, I think one of the biggest things for me personally is when I, when I get into a rut is if I'm doing things half-ass. If I do things half-ass, that costs me so much energy. Like I need to be invested in something. And like you said, I want a deadline. I want pressure. And if that's on, I'm, I'm happy and I'm excited and I'm full of energy. But if I feel like there's nothing to strive for, I need to, to either really turn off to be able to turn back on again, um, or I need to find something that kind of lights my fire. Because if there's not, then I'm, I, I, I really can't do anything about the whole doing things halfway, a little bit here, a little bit that. You can miss me with that. That's not me. Yeah, dude. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. 
Well, listen, Jerry, truly appreciate your time, brother. This is fantastic. And uh, as always, man, it's great to see you. Great to catch up. Glad you're doing well. Thanks for having me on, Jay. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, man. Appreciate your time, brother. We'll be in touch real soon, man. Cheers. Yes, sir.